Okay, okay, okay. Versatile Vigilante, Young Vince, Uncle Vinny. Got a very special guest, someone I've been meaning to talk to for a while. The very talented Prod by Marie. What's up? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm blessed. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah. Yo, you're a busy person. And I really think uh, we could talk about a lot of cool stuff today, so I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. Amazing, man. So I know you've done interviews before. I know you kind of told your story, but for the vigilante viewers, yeah. <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about your background, just kind of where you grew up and we'll yeah. go from there. Okay, so I was born and raised in Brampton. I still live in Brampton. Um, my background in terms of music or as an artist, um, so I started with music since before I could remember even. Okay. So my grandpa my grandfather's family in India, they had a Indian classical music school. So their whole family was always like practicing music. That was like their main thing. So then when my dad came to Canada, he was like, I want my kids to grow up learning this too, just the way I did. So in two thousand and six he started a he started the music school here too like for for students to come and learn so with my grandfather they they started a whole thing with um hundreds of students coming in, in and out of my house on a weekly basis to learn indian classical music and with that i was teaching and learning at the same time as i was growing up so doing that performing at shows like that they were hosting for the students and then for other artists from india that is kind of like what started the the music journey for me and then that really allowed me to like gain like a int like an intuitive connection with music to right. the point where it's like like it's coming from from within like not from my head you know and then come to I come to like middle school and high school and I started to find my own voice in the music up until then it was just I was just practicing what I was told to practice okay yeah so then I discovered like R&B hip-hop and pop music jazz and then like I discovered like how I could express myself through it so what I started with though wasn't making music it was like making mixes on GarageBand on my laptop and um, that got me into DJing as I got into high school. Right. So then DJing got me into like production. Like I was getting ideas and stuff. So I was like, okay, I really got to make some music. So then eventually I opened up Logic Pro on my dad's computer, tried to play around with, with some stuff and made my first beat inspired by SZA's Control. And that was when I was like, okay, like this is what I want to do. And then I applied to college for music. So I went to Fanshawe College and Learned, mu learned about music production, engineering, the business side. And that was like really when everything just came together for me. Cause like I learned like what I didn't know. Cause there was right. so much that I didn't know I didn't know. And yeah, that's kind of where everything began in for like Prod by Marie. That's how you were born. Yeah. I love that, man. That's so interesting. So you had people coming in and out of the house and you were teaching at a, yeah. how old were you when you were teaching? Like, 12 10 12 to like 14 so i you, still teach today so so you were yeah. 10 years old teaching what were you teaching i was yeah. teaching key yeah so harmonium is like the that okay. instrument but on like a keyboard electric keyboard because it's easier for them to learn on that first and then also like singing were you teaching adults yeah how was that <laughs> it was fun it, it was really funny for me as a kid because sometimes i'd be teaching adults and like they'd be like way older than me and there there would also be like ego things going on yeah. but at the same time it's like it's really simple like to me it was it was just straightforward i didn't have to think too much about the music i was like it's just singing like this yeah. and then they they would have a like trouble doing it, some of them you know like and it was just a funny experience it was a cool experience that's unreal yeah. man you definitely seem like a natural Thank it's <laughs> that's like as in the blood as possible it is it really you know? is yeah that's super cool man so you went to fanshaw was there ever a time where you weren't thinking music or you were always like that's where your brain was going there was so okay. um grade i'll say like grade nine till 11 i wasn't really sure of like where I, what i was going to do and it came to classes and stuff i was taking like all the sciences i was like you know those are really interesting at one point in like the 11th grade i was like really grinding in biology because i was like that's really cool maybe i'll go into something like that but you know like it was never like a hundred percent the heart wasn't in it yeah yo that's so real man like I, I remember in my high school days too it was a lot of that outside pressure like what are you gonna do this mm -hmm. and that it was always like very serious and i think it's so so good to remember the simplest like what do you enjoy doing yeah you know let's see how that 
where that could take mm-hmm. us. That's yeah. real. What was the deciding thing? Like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm doing music. Music. Man. So I got really lucky in high school. I had like an amazing music teacher who who's like, like if you watch if you watch the Dead Poets Society, like the connection that the students had to the teacher. Yes, yeah, so is that with Robin Williams? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the kind of like teacher that he was. So he really like he put me in a position to be like the lead of like the tech technical and production side of the like the theater shows that happened the dance shows all of the av stuff and that really like put me like he he showed me like oh not just him actually also one of my broadcasting and media teachers so i took that too in high school and both of those teachers um they they just like told me like you don't need to go to university like i first thought like i need to go to university but yeah they're like telling me like you can make a career out of this you can you can do it and then those those like inspiring messages and them just like telling me like you're doing it already like you got this that's what really made me like realize like hey this is it you know right that's so big man especially at at any age but especially at that age to have someone that supports you Mm -hmm. that sees talent in you like oh i'm not crazy i could actually do this because these people believe in me like that's very important I'm, and mm-hmm. i'm glad that you listened to them too yeah you know because it could have gone the other way mm-hmm. and like the other thing was like those are the two classes in which i i like felt the most me and like i was giving my all in those classes for all the projects and stuff and they saw that i saw that too and i was like yeah this is it that's real because i can't be faked exactly you can tell when someone's not into something you can tell when someone's really into something Mm -hmm. you know oh that's amazing man so you said at fanshawe you learned about the business side of things was that ever something you thought you'd get involved with or just kind of you know you get to school and learning i didn't really think too much about it before that like i knew that was something that i would eventually need to learn and like i always like saw my dad kind of dealing with that stuff but I never thought like like I would have to learn it or to like just go into that. But I'm glad I did. Like it was, it's worth it. It's helpful, right. helping me a lot. Cause I see you. I see like the things that you do. I know you plan a lot of events. You host a lot of stuff. And I don't know if people know how much goes into those, <laughs> yeah. man. Like I've done some small events just with a few people. I'm like, holy shit. There's so much to deal with here. Yeah. When did you first get into that, man? That? Yeah. So like like. I said, like, my dad had been doing that since I could, since 2006. Yep. So I was already always a part of those things. Maybe not in, like, the management side, but just seeing them manage it and then helping out in whatever way they thought I could help them. So for me to do it, I it didn't feel like I was doing too much, you know? It didn't, it felt pretty natural. Right. Yeah. It's almost like a family business. It really is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you... Um do you go to your dad for advice on these t- types yeah. of things? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty nice to have, too. It is. A little uh, confidant in your back pocket yes. there. Yeah. And he, you know, he's only going to tell you the best. Mm-hmm. That's real, yeah. man. Always a reality check. Hell yeah. It's cool. So when did you start making your own music? I started in 20, 2017 is like when I first made my first beat. And I was like, all right, like that's where it actually started. But when it comes to like writing songs and stuff, I'd say 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was that scissor time. Yeah. You like that emotional mm-hmm. stuff? Yes. So my first song was, um, my first first song was called How I Feel. Okay. It's, it's on my Spotify, but I don't really rep it too much. It's just, <laughs> it's there. It was my first official song, but I, I don't count that because <laughs> it, it wasn't, yeah, it was just for fun. But yeah, like I would say Feeling Ways would be the first, first, first song. Okay, yeah. is dope, man. Like, I don't really listen to too much R&B, but she always had some, like, experimental-sounding beats and stuff mm-hmm. like that. She put out, like, a three-song thing in, like, I forget the name now, like, 2015 Ice Castles or something like okay. that. Okay, I don't remember either. I'm like, this is fire. Like, this is just something new. So I could definitely mm-hmm. see how you can get inspired by her. Yeah. Did you see she recently was kind of beefing with a Toronto rapper? Damn, I didn't see about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you after. Crazy. <laughs> Shout out to SZA, though. Yeah, shout out SZA. That's so funny. But so uh, the DJing, mm-hmm. did that start pushing you into the event space? It did. Okay. It opened a lot of doors for me, actually. I'm really re- grateful to be able to be a DJ because, yeah, it did a lot. You're kind of like the host of the party. You're mm-hmm. the soundtrack of the party. 
essentially you control everything. Yeah, the master of ceremonies. Hundred percent. How'd you start getting involved in throwing those types of I know your dad was always doing it, but what yeah. was that first thing where you're like, I gotta try this out? Yeah, for me it was like I was already making those mixes just for myself with music that I really liked. Yeah. And then um at home growing up, whenever my cousins would come over, I would just play music on virtual DJ because we'd love to have like dance parties together. Right. So it was like six of us, like six kids just like turning it up like a club all the time. And then, yeah, so virtual DJ. And then I started DJing for smaller events, like for family parties and then like also award ceremonies for my brother's cricket team this oh, one dope. time. And that was even before like I was an actual DJ. It was still on like my laptop without a controller and stuff. But then I saw, like, I went to this one workshop at Long and McQuaid, a free mm-hmm. workshop for, like, DJing. And I saw this guy DJing. I was like, okay, I need to buy these c- this controller and just dive into it. So then I think, like, two weeks later, I, I went back and just just made the, took the, took the, took the, took the what's it called? Like, just dropped the ball on it, you know? Like, I just yeah. took the. You dove in Yeah, yeah I just dove in, yeah. No, that's real, man. I really like what you said about you started off like doing your brother's events and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like that's such a great way to get your feet wet to start Mm -hmm. doing a craft like you need anything it is you need to practice you Mm -hmm. need some experience to have people that you're like oh i could do this and they're down let's do it man yeah and then when i got my first controller i just started practicing and it just because i was already so familiar with the music and it was just such a natural thing for me i instantly kind of just got a grasp of it and then I practiced a little bit I got a couple like baby shower gigs and stuff and eventually I just started getting better and better at it you're building a business yeah that's exactly it were you always supporting yourself with the music or were you doing jobs on the side as well uh I did work a little bit uh, my parents owned a, a booster juice no so way. I worked there for a while like all throughout high school and yeah and I also worked at other booster juice like when I was in college and stuff just but. remember the Jose Bautista <laughs> cardboard yeah, cutouts, Yeah, I remember you know? that too. That's fire. <laughs> so um, after doing the DJing with your brother stuff, how did you start branching off into like the bigger events, the downtown mm-hmm. events? I see you do that a lot. Yeah. How so I about? always knew I wanted to do that. Like I felt like a calling to it. Like every time I'd be in a space like that, every time I, um, I still remember this one time I went to Quebec and I was walking by like the the bell festivals they were setting it up and i just felt like i felt like i cried just because of how connected i felt to it you know mm. and um how i got music into festival sorry yeah yeah, yeah okay. music festival so how i got into it was like um i think the first thing that really got me into like the club and thing scene was like um in london ontario i i went to this restaurant called the l furniture warehouse they yeah. had a d they have a dj there on in the evenings and I just like went up to the the DJ that was working this one night and I was like hey like I'm a DJ too I really like the songs you're playing and then we connected we talked a little bit got each other's Instagram and then a couple days later he's just like hey you want to play here I was like, yes and then the next week I had like my first trial day and since then like I just kept I was like their DJ after for a while and people were really like rocking with my music Good people would like you, request man. me to come in for like their their special birthdays and stuff yeah, that's then, unreal. Yeah. What were you playing? I was playing a lot of hip hop, R and B, and um, like new trap music and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty lit. <laughs> that's so fucking cool, bro. Like I really respect that because to do that, to just go up to someone you don't know, yeah. in general is, you know, it can be scary. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what were you? Did you have to like talk yourself into that, or you're like, nah, I'm fucking doing this? Yeah, I was with my friend, and I was like, hey, like I think I'm gonna go talk to the DJ, and they're like, are you are you gonna do that? I'm like. I think I'm going to do it. And then, like, I just did it. Good for you, man. Again, I think that's that music in the blood. Like, it makes you do something Mm -hmm. where you might not be natural, but I'm doing it. Yeah. That's fucking real. That's an unreal story, man. (laughs) Thank you. So that touches on something that I've noticed with you, too. You're very good at networking. Like, you know, check your Instagram out. You know a lot of different people. Very well connected. Did DJing and being in that music scene help you with that? A lot, yeah. Just being out there like that a lot helped me build my, like, communication skills. Right. Before, I couldn't even, like, say hi. When I worked at Booster Juice, I still remember, like, my, my managers would tell me, like, say hi when a customer walks in, and I, I couldn't even do that, you know? Yeah, but now man. it's like, I'll go up and have a whole life conversation with a stranger. So, yeah, being at those events and stuff, it's just like, hey, my name is Marie. 
what's your name that really helps just doing that that's facts it i feel like it also helps to have something like a topic to talk about yeah you know like if you're in a space like a music event for example you all make music mm-hmm. it's a clear like easy intro it is you it know is what I mean? and like I, as an artist i have something to share and i know like the person in front of me probably has something something to share for me as well so i'm always interested in like learning about them and stuff yeah that's real man you never know who you never know who you might meet you never know who they're what they are up to that's always what i'm thinking about yeah potential Mm -hmm. 100 percent. so you you grew up in brampton were you going downtown to different shows and stuff like that not until like 2020 like after the pandemic that's when i really started 2021 actually okay yeah was this something where like now i gotta get more involved in what's going on Mm -hmm. so i always wanted to but my parents were like it's not safe to go downtown you're too young and stuff i still remember but um i started like uh the first show that i went to in like the community space was (laughs) was um spitty uh hosted this show for his album release for full circle spitty i watched that interview yeah (laughs) so yeah um he brought me on to perform our song room for improvement and you had a song together yeah, what the fuck how album. did i miss that yeah. i'm gonna go check that yeah it's, re- it's a really good song so yeah Sweet. he invited me to perform room for improvement as well as one of my own songs so that really really got me into like connecting with a lot of people i met so many of my like closest like music friends today at that show okay and yeah that's like the first of so many after that he like invited me to a couple more other shows downtown i got to know about these dif- different venues that were like hosting events for years and stuff that really like opened my eyes to the whole like music scene and then since then it's just been like pulling me back you know like yeah going to see that kind of downtown culture is very addictive it is like you're from Brampton, i'm from mississauga like really good places to grow up mm-hmm. but not too much to do after yes. a certain point you know mm-hmm. you felt that too i totally felt that kind of got to get out there mm-hmm. especially in the city the city of toronto yes. most diverse city in the world mm-hmm. in my opinion mm-hmm. so much going on yeah so it's, it's a different world it is it's funny though like we're like what 20 30 minutes away but it's right? a different world for real completely when covid you mentioned kind of after covid you started going out were you kind of craving that like i need some I need some of this socialness. I need some of this live music, these events. Not really, because I didn't know what I was missing. Mm, good yeah. point. So at that point, I was just like, okay, like, I guess this is it, you know? Like, I'm at home doing my music and stuff. And I I knew there was people kind of going out and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't think, like, that I could be in those places, too. Right. Until I was. Yeah, it's like when you're on the outside, it seems so far away. But when you're doing it, it's yeah. everyone's really doing the same thing. Yeah. Just trying to make a name and do what they love to do. Mm-hmm. That's fucking real. Okay. I Again, was checking your IG, doing some research. And I like how you post every little while like an event list. Like yeah. you'll post what's coming up. And yeah. It's like 10 different things. Yeah. How do you how do you manage all that, man? Because you're not just a guest at them. Like you're often you're heavily involved. Yeah. How do you balance all that work? It just it feels like like natural to it. me, to be honest. Like I I feel like better actually. I feel like ease a little bit more at ease doing that than like just being a guest at an event. You know, because mm-hmm. it's just like okay, like I'm pulling up, I'm setting up, like I'm putting my energy into this space and like creating creating the vibe a little bit so it just it feels really good that busyness when you love what you're doing it doesn't feel like busy it feels it doesn't it's like it's fun really it really is yeah that's true and then obviously the big thing i want to touch on is the mix down Mm -hmm. i know again you've talked about that in another interview but talk to me about that whole plan that yeah. whole process because again i really really appreciate uh, like appreciate that because i see the amount of work that goes in i really appreciate that 100%. so the mix down i started that with an idea um it wasn't actually what it is today the idea so i wanted to um in 2020 i wanted to do a podcast and performance like an online thing like okay. a, a video series where it's kind of like I interview the artists and then I have them do a performance similar to like a color studio or a main stage. Right. That was like my inspiration at the time. 
And then my dad suggested, he's like, yo, listen, after, you're, after you do those, you should have a show in the summertime to, to celebrate the artists that performed or that were on your show. And then what it came down to was, it came down to me doing the show before even getting into the podcast side. They just that was that was first and that's yeah. what we went with yeah just went with that super dope so what was the plan with that though just anyone that hits you up come perform or did you have some people in mind that you wanted to mm-hmm. pull up so the initial idea too with it was like i had i seen like i have a lot of homies doing music you know yep. and i see a lot of people that are really really talented but maybe don't have the the same vision as me that i see for them or it's like they don't they're not reaching their full potential with like their their media, like their social media or their the shows that they're performing at. And I was like, okay, I really wanna be able to give them that platform, give them that content, that quality that I see that can elevate them as an artist and also elevate how they like, how they go about doing shows and how they do their like relationships with other other shows and stuff like that. Right. So yeah, I've like as somebody who was also just like for the first time experiencing a lot of different event organizers and just seeing how it was for me, like I was like, okay, like I see what I want to put into this. Right. Yeah. That's unreal, man. You seem like very self-aware and you feel like I, I feel like you're very fearless as well. Yeah, I like try to be. <laughs> willing to try, willing to put yourself out there and great things come from that. Mm-hmm. Very commendable. Thank you. What was, where was the first mix down held? The first one was at a library. It's it's underneath a library in a in a concert space called the Palmerston Theater. It's just off Bloor and Bathurst. It's yep. yeah. I know exactly where you're yeah. talking about. Right in front of the the subway station. And how did it go? It was amazing. I didn't I honestly didn't know what to expect. Like I was like, "Hey, maybe people will come." It was sold out. It was yeah unreal yeah. man and you were doing all the ticket stuff you were doing mm-hmm. all the business all stuff. the marketing all the promo all the editing by videos. yourself yeah come on man i love that good for you mm-hmm. and you were performing yeah djing and performing and hosting it good for you man that's <laughs> Thank you. such a cool that's such a cool venture that's like an inspiration Thank you're you. one person you're able to do all that mm-hmm. that's unreal man and thinking going forward to them if you continue to grow it the potential is unbelievable yeah I agree. that's so cool i want to ask you though because again events and stuff like that it's not easy to do what were some hiccups that you dealt with through that process through that for me for one was like sometimes artists like they just weren't communicating with me the way i would have wanted them to and like after the first one i like learned okay like this is maybe what i can do to like prevent that or to make sure I get the right communication with the artist right. but yeah one of the, that was definitely one of them and then also artists not really put like putting in the same energy that I wanted them to or like that I was putting in for them for to give them the platform like maybe they, they weren't posting the the flyers that I was making for them or the production like the promotion material and stuff right so that was like kind of um something that I had to work around but definitely like after the first one I was like all right this is what I need to do that's that's a great way to be man take it mm-hmm. as a learning experience it's yeah. not personal exactly how do we do better next time exactly that's so real and that was one thing i wanted to ask you too like you seem very selfless and you you work with so many different artists but that's not easy because they've got their goals as well yeah how do you kind of manage doing what's best for marie while also trying to help where you can yeah so there i feel like in almost Almost every situation where I'm helping another artist, like I'm learning from that. I'm getting to create something new. Like it's somebody else's idea, somebody else's energy that like I'm tapping into to learn something new about myself right. and with how I what I can do. So most of the time, like it's it's because some there's something like that. Like I'm still gaining something from that. But there are some cases where it's just like all right, this situation doesn't serve me. This relationship, artist producer or whatever the relationship is isn't serving me and like i'll just see it as that i'm like sorry man i can't help you that's you real know, yeah most that's of the time business yeah. too it's yeah music. it is like i've talked to other artists about this like it's very important i think to keep it separate like the music is the passion but the business has to be good too you know yeah and that's one of those things where 
if it's not working, it's not working. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really help anybody. Yeah, it's like as, as long as you're meeting me there, it's cool. Because like now we're both putting the same energy into it. We're both gaining something from each other from it, you know, energetically or like learning wise. But if somebody's coming to me and then like not really bringing anything, you know, to the table, it's just like, okay, I'm sorry. Like I can't help you. Like I've got too many things to deal with. Very true, man. Because exactly, you're supposed to elevate each other. It mm-hmm. can't be you bringing just dragging them along exactly. you know, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's very true, man. Were there relationships developed through the mix down? A lot, a lot. Like one of my closest friends and um, co-producer and co-DJ named Rashika. Shout out Rashika. She's also from Mississauga. Shout out Rashika. Okay, Mississauga. Let's <laughs> yeah. get it. She, I met her at the first mix down. And since then, we've just been so close. Like we've been going to events together all the time, making music together, DJing. Just a lot of fun. Very cool, yeah. man. Were the friends that you had before you started making music supportive of what you were doing? Yeah, they they knew. Like, I always, like, since, like, I'll say 2016, I had a vision for myself. I'm, like, I had a mood board, you know. I really looked up to Chantal Jeffries and then, mm-hmm. like, a couple other female DJs from Toronto. And I was just, like, visualizing that for myself. And they, they knew, like, they're, like, we, we see it for right. you. So, like... Yeah, they they like they stuck with me through the through the way, and I'm really like supp- like grateful for that, you know. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Because you're right. Like you'll meet so many great people, new people, but if they're also people that helped you before, mm-hmm. it's the best of both worlds in a way. Yeah, it is. What's a mood board? Random question. A mood board. Yeah. It's like it's like kind of like this, you know, like this is kind of like a mood board for like artists in Toronto. It's it's kind of like a collage, right? You know? pictures like if you look at my instagram if you go like to the bottom that's kind of like my mood board as well you know like the pictures that i would like try to emulate the energy that like i want in my life you know for example like i was really really obsessed with like concert lighting stages um that yeah and that that's like one of the things that before like that wasn't a part of my life you know and now that is that's like something i'm always in so that's kind of kind of a mood board yeah i like that man do you believe in that like speaking things into existence i really do yeah i do too because mm-hmm. it's, it's i think at the end of the day it's just self-belief more than anything mm-hmm. you can see it you can yeah. damn near taste it exactly you can do it yeah you and know? when you ask about like how do i like manage the mix down or like these events and stuff it's like i just can like imagine and visualize myself there and then like all the things that I'm doing and all the things I need to be get need to get done for me to like be able to like go through with that. So then after like visualizing that, it's like it just feels like it's already happening. Right. It's pretty natural. It's not like we t- kind of touched on it already. It's not really work. Exactly. If you care, if you didn't give a shit about what you were doing, that would be work. You know, it's mm-hmm. like ah, I'm not gonna even do this, or it's it's too much. Mm-hmm. But you understand what it could be get it let's make yeah. it happen you know exactly so after the first mix down did you know that you were gonna do a second one yeah you knew. i did did you know that before the first one that they wanted you i want? didn't okay. know i mean like i i wanted to but i was i wasn't sure right. i didn't know it was gonna become a thing and before that you hadn't thrown your own event i know you were you were involved in a bunch mm-hmm. but you never threw one Mm-mm. none of my own not really so you sold out your first event yeah. Yo, do you know how crazy that is? Yeah. How many tickets? Does it was 100 and 120. It was the capacity of the venue. Okay. I, I think there were more people there. 120? <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable, man. Because, yo, I talk to people about this, too. Like, it's not until you are throwing your own show or at a show that you're very involved with where you mm-hmm. realize, damn, getting people to pull up is not that easy. It's really not. And they spent money to come. Yeah. That's huge, bro. Mm-hmm. 120. Yeah. What do you think the appeal was? I, honestly, I think it was um, just, it felt like a, a movement and there was like, there was like a driving force with, with the mix down. And I feel like people saw that and they felt that energy and they're like, yeah, I need to be there. I need to be in this room. I need to meet these people. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's honestly how I felt when I started hearing about you too. Like, I don't remember when, I think it was from Spitty probably, mm-hmm. but seeing what you were doing that's how i felt like oh there's a pretty sick movement coming up here yeah and very organic too i think that's yeah that's, you're not a corporation Mm-mm. you know Just you're underground <laughs> one person that really cares about what she's doing and that's i think contagious you know people mm-hmm. can see that yeah 
Another know? thing I think was like, um, and this is something that like I haven't felt too much at other the events that I was a part of before I started the mixdown was like that like the real like intention behind it for like for me for the people involved and then also for like everyone that's there like if you're there you're a part of me now like you're you're part of the mixdown you're like family you know there's like a family type vibe and like a really welcoming like you you we want you to be there type thing so I feel like that also really like I love that makes it different that's just good energy yeah that's it yeah good energy good intentions and yeah good intentions everyone wants to be around that like Mm -hmm. that's energy that's contagious we hear a lot about toronto part of it is true that oh it's like the screw face capital like Mm -hmm. it's and there is aspects of that yeah i've experienced it myself like there's a lot of people that have like closed doors on me just maybe because they don't they don't know who i am or like they don't see the potential potential in me or they're judging me off of what they see like on the outside just like oh little girl something like that you got you feel like you've gotten that before yeah yeah yeah. still to this day like there's situations where i experience that i'm like okay like cool you're not the only person in the city like there's more people it's cool that's the best way to be i feel like it's also they're kind of threatened maybe you know yeah like this little girl's doing this i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) it's true man no that's real shit Mm -hmm. i brought that up because there is that but there's also like and you can see this at the mix down there's the opposite of that where there's actually really good people that Mm want to see others win and yeah you know it's like a healthy competition too yes like if you're working your ass off i gotta work my ass off Mm -hmm. you know you're doing good stuff i gotta do good stuff yeah as opposed to i'm gonna block you or i'm gonna shit on you and that's not helpful Mm -hmm. for anybody that's another thing i really do with a mix down is like i not only do I bring the artists together for the show, but before the show, I bring them together to my studio. I'm like, all right, you guys meet each other, become friends, oh. perform for each other. Like, let's just have fun together and create content and stuff. And yeah, and once again, it's just the intention behind it to like, to like create real connections and like help people get inspired by one another. Yeah. 100%, because I think sometimes we forget too, music is art. You can't mm-hmm. create art in, like, a shitty vibe. It doesn't work. It's got to be comfortable. It's got to be laid, I think, laid back. Like It has, yeah. It has to, know. like, flow. It has to come to you. It's like true. That. You have your own studio? I do. No way. Yeah. You don't have to tell location, but it's... It's like, on my house. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Dope. How long you been doing that? Since, since the pandemic. So, since 2020. My dad got it built in, like... 2012 i think yeah Sick. and like he he just had it you know he was like i think i feel like you're gonna do something with it i didn't touch it until 2018 and then um i once i came back from um, college when the when it was locked down yeah. um in 2020 is when i was like okay like now i know what a professional studio is like now i know what i'm supposed to be doing i know what materials i need so i was like okay we need to buy this this and this and save some money bought stuff eventually like built up the studio to like the professional level that i i think like it needed to be at dope and, yeah. do you rent it out do you like sell sessions and stuff like that i don't rent it out to other people just because it just feels really it's like my it's my yeah, home you know 100 percent. but i do run sessions for artists that have a lot of artists that come in and book my studio to like record with me engineer i engineer their music i mix it for them sometimes i also like produce for them i one thing i really enjoy doing is like sitting with an artist and just um making their beats for them and like feeling the energy that they're on and just creating like the most different and just like cool things that like they didn't even like expect to like hear for themselves you're like, you're like a musical wizard, man. <laughs> like, you, you know, a lot of there's a lot of great singers, great rappers, DJs, but you can do all of that. That's amazing, man. <laughs> Thank you. Really, again, really respect it because not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, for me, I feel like it just goes hand in hand. Like, singing was what I started with, and then singing led to like playing a couple of instruments naturally. Naturally, right. that led to making mixes of music that I liked, which made me DJ, which made me produce. Like, it's all all the same that's true no that's true man again it goes back to i think if you love what you're doing you're willing to learn more about it Mm -hmm. there's always something new to learn as well i also like i'm this podcast versatile Mm -hmm. vigilante you're a great example of that very (laughs) versatile i love that man um are there people in the music like business that you look up to as a kind of 
not, not say role model for to say and like maybe not for the music they make mm-hmm. but how they kind of handle themselves mm-hmm. they move around there are i've got to remember like off the top of yeah. my head but there are a lot of artists and the maybe reason djs yeah and, like the reason i say that is i see you as like pot- you know potentially having your own label yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like really running shit or like running your own studio type thing yeah that's one of my goals that's one of your goals <laughs> I, I i think you're well on your way man mm-hmm, executive you. producer yes yes i aspire to be an executive executive producer on a couple albums this year this so, year okay this year, yeah. make it happen how's that coming along it's coming on coming along really nicely it's nice. it's a lot of work i've noticed that but it's it's totally worth it like it's beautiful like, you'd say you're kind of a head coach artists like a mm-hmm. bunch of things all at once yeah amazing man so the, after that first mix down you said you you knew you wanted to do a second one mm-hmm. how did how many have you done so far three so far okay yeah. the fourth one is on april 21st coming up man yeah, a couple of weeks up. this should be out by then yeah okay sick april 21st if i don't see you there <laughs> taking it personal it's on <laughs> it's on man so you, you, is that something you see as like a regular series now? Yeah. So this year I'm I'm doing four mixdowns for sure in Brampton because I really want to bring the music to my city. Yeah. And yeah, like I want to make it more of a regular thing. I think I'll be doing it quarterly this year. Last year I had kind of a gap. I did it in May. That's when I did the first one, and mm-hmm. then the next two were November and December. Okay, so. <laughs> back to that. Yeah. How, did, how was that? That was a little scary. I at first didn't know like um, if people were going to come to either or both because it was a different time. I did the first one like in May. It was hot outside. People were out on the streets doing everything. It was a good vibe, and I was mm-hmm. scared like it's snowing outside. I don't want to leave my house. Are these people going to come? They, they came through. Yeah, and like having two shows in such a close proximity was also really scary. I was like doubting myself, you know. I was like, maybe I need to, to like, give them like an incentive to come to both stuff like that. But no, the people just came through. The artists that I had on the the second the second and third show were also really supportive. They they saw the vision for it. They they knew what they had to do, and everybody just made it happen. I love that. What did they have to do? I'm curious. Yeah. Like just come like make bangers or they had to for one bring like bring like their A game in terms of their performance and they did like every artist that performed just just killed it. And then also just like spread the word like put out put out the word you know like tell your people to pull up to the show. And they did that like. I love that mm -hmm. man. Because that's that's that teamwork too. Mm Mm-hmm. I've learned that over time too. It can't just be you. Like mm-hmm. you gotta be, I think, the driving force, but yeah. you do need some outside help as well. Yeah. So that's good to hear. Yeah. I was telling them, like, like, listen, I don't want you to be performing and have two people in the audience for you. I want you to have as many people screaming your words back to you and just rocking with you. And what happened was they had their people doing that, yep. along with the rest of the people who came for the other people also just so in tune the the my favorite thing about the the venue that we did it in downtown was how intimate it was people were instantly just so in tune with the artists performing and right. it was just it was wonderful that's unreal man that's a very good strategy like yo you want to have a good show fucking bring yeah. some people out yeah very smart i love that mm-hmm. man uh and the next one is what theater in brampton again now it's at a event space it's a kind of a different vibe okay. but um it's called Century Gardens. Century it's Gardens. it's in a recreation center. Sorry. Dope. Like one of the things that is pretty cool about the mix down is that it's like in places that you wouldn't expect. Like people ha- have told me like we've been to this library a lot of times or we've walked by here and never ever did we expect for something like this to go on and underneath this library. I had no idea. It's right across the street from a green pea parking it lot, is. right? I know it exactly is. what you're talking about. Yeah. I had no idea there was concert going on yeah. down there that's crazy mm-hmm. good for you yeah, man thank you how do you scout locations just look online <laughs> make it happen yeah real man i've said this a million times on this show mm-hmm. but i want to talk about brampton specifically mm-hmm. every like so many talented artists that toronto artists like in the city so many come from brampton for real an unbelievable amount what mm-hmm. do you think that is? I have theories, but I want to hear what you think. <laughs> I, 
I think it's the, like, I think it's the diversity. For me, at least, like, growing up in Brampton, I got to experience so many different cultures, so many different types of people, so many, so many different vibes. And that allowed me to just kind of, like, expand myself a lot. And then um, the space, I don't know, there's, like, this, like, a good enough amount of space in Brampton for people to just, like, become something yeah. on their own before they, like, share it with the world. Maybe maybe it's that. I think that's true, man. I also think it's just, like, and I felt this way in Mississauga as well. Like, sometimes it's just, like, not much to do. That. So it's like, let's fucking make some music, yeah. you know? But Brampton seems to specifically have landed on music. Mm-hmm. There's something in the water, I'm convinced. There is. There's so Unreal. many artists in Brampton. A lot, like, a lot of people, if they understood that they came from Brampton, would be shocked. For real. It's pretty amazing, man. You ever see yourself leaving the city? Like, Toronto in general, not just Brampton? Maybe, maybe not. Not right now, to be honest. Like, I love that answer. Maybe I'll go to another city, like, I'll have, like, a second home in another city. But, like, I I don't see why I should be leaving my my home, like... This like maybe I'll live in downtown, you know, just to make it easier for myself to like go to events and stuff. But still, there's just so much here for me. Great answer, man. I love yeah, that. Thank I, that you. That's why I wanted to talk to you as well because I just l- love the city that we're in. Me too. And people like yourself are doing great things to make it even better. Mm-hmm. I was talking to people the other day. It's not about like who the government is or you know who's mm-hmm. in office, it's about who the people are. Exactly. It's like what we make of it. Like there's a lot of things to do, a lot of things that we can do and opportunities and help that we can get from the resources that are available to us and we just have to make it happen really super real man that's as at the end of the day it's that simple it's not easy but it's simple mm-hmm. gotta make it happen literally real shit man so marie as a person do you ever shut off the music like is there a time where you're like oh, i need a break from this sort of okay yeah like sometimes i take breaks from it like i'll i won't be thinking about music Maybe not not thinking about it. I'll still be thinking about it. <laughs> but like, I'll I really like to take a break from it by like tuning into some good shows, some movies. Um, what do you like to watch? I really like mind bending psychological thriller type stuff. Okay. Yeah, I I really like them because they, for one, like I feel like I always learn something about myself in those. They are really captivating experiences. Like, I'll forget about the rest of the world, you know, and I'll just be so into those worlds. And then also, like, this also brings it back to the music, but they they t- they feel, like, so, um, like, captivating in, like, terms of sound and visual experience that, like, I get so inspired by them as well. No, that's a real, yeah. that's a really good point. Like, a great film score can take a movie to another level. Yeah, yeah. That's real. What's your favorite thriller? My favorite thriller, um, damn, <laughs> Black Mirror was really good. Yeah. The show. The show, yeah. There were some crazy episodes. There of that. were, yeah. So well made. It was very good. Did you see the one with the dating app? Yes. That's my favorite one. Yeah, that, that one was, was really good. I think, I don't know. Do you think that's where we're going? I hope not. I hope not, yeah. But I definitely see that. I see that. I guess it, I feel like it's like how you view it. It's like for people how they like approach it, you know? Personally, like, I'm more of, like, a organic type person, right. you know? Like, I'll meet people and just connect with them energetically, or I won't. And it's just like, okay. Facts. No need to, like, force a, what's the word? Like, I don't want to say fake, but it's something, I forgot I the word for mean. it. But, you know, unnatural kind of Yeah. Thing. Like, I feel like it's just, like, taken a little too serious. It is. It you know? is. You don't need to be taken serious. Like I have used them, you know. Like, but you know, for for meeting people, like that's that's yeah. that's all. Yeah. Hundred percent. Do you have any other um, like event ideas you have in the future? Not maybe not mixed down related, but other types of things. Yes. So okay. I actually hosted an event called the Flower City Bloom Box. It was like also in my first event in Brampton. Saw you posted about that. Yeah. So I want to do a lot more like open mic and open concept type events for Dope. artists in Brampton as well. I think he's I think I saw my boy Mayhoos was that one? He was at the Mixdown actually. He's, at the he's mixdown? performing okay. at mix, the Mixdown too. Oh sick. Yeah. Dope. I gotta pull up for sure. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah, you definitely have a great um gift of bringing people together. Thank you. And I think that super commendable because you need to have like almost no ego. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you gotta be almost good with not getting credit. 
for the good of the group. Yeah. And that's very important, man. To me, that's what a leader is. Thank you, yeah. Shout out to you. Thank you. <laughs> what, uh, what, what else you got coming up? What else? Mix well, down the focus. The mix down is right now my, my biggest focus. Yeah. I'm also DJing a couple events, like, all around. So um, the next next event that I have is, like, this Saturday. They won't be able to see it, but like, it'll be, this video will be we'll out. Cut it up. Yeah. Dope. But, um, I'm DJing, like, an R&B party. And I, I DJ at, like, clubs and parties a lot. So there's that. There we go, man. Mm-hmm. And anyone can hit you for that. Mm-hmm. The money's there. Yeah, yeah. If you need me to come up and set the vibes, just let me know. Like I'm there. What do you play at the? Like, let's say it's um more of a hip hop vibe. My what do you favorite. like to play? I like to play like artist wise. Yeah. I really I'm like curious. to play Future. Um, oh, I also saw you have some like type beats on YouTube. I do. I, I do. Yeah. Oh, anyone rapped over those? Yes. Yeah. Sick. A lot. Good for you. Yeah. Man. So yeah, I play a lot of Future, Playboy Cardi. Um, well, a little bit of Drake, not too much, but yeah. a little bit, the good, like a healthy amount. Um, who else? Really like Travis Scott, um, BK the Ruler. Yeah, just just good vibes. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Playboy Cardi is always a good option for a club event. Yes, you know, turns everybody up a lot. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Do you have any Toronto artists that you're feeling right now? Me, let me see. Um putting you on the spot <laughs> so spitty he's from brampton but you know yeah yeah Shout I, out spitty, I would man. say he's a really like really good toronto artist that i look up to this guy doesn't stop bro it's no, like the real. energizer bunny literally yeah. you know you're uh-huh. fucking crazy bro <laughs> and then um who else never list people off the top of my head but yo you know what you're someone that i would look at to see who's popping yeah like, who's coming up let me go yeah, check who i really appreciate that you know? no that's huge man i'm very excited for you in the future because i think you're gonna do great things for yourself and for the city mm-hmm. like Thank I, you. yo you don't understand like when i saw what you were doing like this is sick this is yeah. you know this is something that we need more of to be mm-hmm. honest so shout out to you man it's important stuff Thank you. 100%. Um, we're approaching about an hour. Is there anything oh, sure. you want to promote, plug, <laughs> talk about? Um, I'll say, like, I'll plug my, the mix down for one. Absolutely. Not that we haven't done that enough already. Uh, no, no, but do it, man. the mix down for sure, like, not only I, do I want people to, like, come to the show on the next show, but I also want people to just, like, follow the Instagram and, like, tap into the past artists. Like, I feel like I select artists so this is what i what i look for in artists when i select them for the mix down is artists that are like really working really hard to put their all into making music their main career you know and since i was in high school there's people in my music class that were around me or like in my tech classes that were like just there to be there you know they they were like focused on nursing or other things and they weren't like caring about the music as much as i was and then i see people like that right now too when i go to like networking events and stuff there's people that are taking it seriously at different in different levels so for me like i really look at artists that are putting their all and grinding into making that their their thing you know that's that's them so yeah i want you guys to like follow the mix down on the instagram check out the artists that have been on the show so far they're 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 doing what they need to do to like get to where they want to go so i really want i want to support them i want you guys to support them and yeah it's the period mix down on Instagram. Period. So, Mixed yeah. down. Let's get it, man. Yo, I love what you just said as like the requirement because mm-hmm. you didn't say you have to make this type of music. You have to have no. this amount of followers. You have to have this, yeah. this. No, it's like, what's your work ethic like? Yeah. Are you really hustling? Are you really, are you really outside? Yeah. That's what's valuable, man. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Have you ever had to turn people down? Yeah, because okay. as soon as I, I posted about the first one, people were like, oh, can I perform? Like, And I still get messages to this day about, like, oh, like, can I perform? Can I perform? And it's just, like, there's different, like, there's I, there's different ways to approach that, too. Like, I, like, I see that or I receive that from different ways. Like, for some, it's just, like, they're just messaging for another opportunity to perform, not really with intention, you know, to, like, help the mix down grow or to, like, grow as an artist. They just want to perform. Right. And then there's some artists that are like, like, on the same energy as me. And then there's some artists that they don't even know what the mix down is, and they just want to perform. That's facts. So yeah. Yeah, you got to be a filter for yourself mm-hmm. too. 
That's yeah. that's real, man. That's important. That's again the business side. It is. I actually have one other question for. Hmm. Um, what was the biggest challenge you overcame throwing the events? Throwing it. Because any single event I've ever been involved with, there's some something that happens mm-hmm. that's out of our control or unexpected. Was there anything that you dealt with at any of the mixed downs where you're like, oh, fuck, I was not expecting this? So for the first one, I'd say, like, before before the, the day of the show, it was, like, tickets were not selling as much as, like, I, I wanted them to sell, you know? Right. Like, it just wasn't, it just wasn't showing up the way I, I expected it to. So that was something that was really stressing me out. I thought, like, maybe marketing could be better. I could do something something better in that in that sense. But... It did end up working out. People in the community, what I've learned is that they really like to buy tickets last minute or the True. day of, True. which is okay, Make you know? Make you sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another would be like, um, like my team that I work with, they're also all just like up and coming. They're going with me, you know, right. the like technical team and stuff. So it's just like coordinating and make sure we're all on, making sure we're all on the same page and working in like a new space, in a new environment with with just everything is new to us. So then that was kind of like a little bit of like a, a scare, but also it, it all worked out really well just because the people that are working with me are, they're bringing their, their 200%. So. Facts. Yeah. I'm very big on like, whatever the situation is, try not to panic. Yes. And I feel like events are the perfect thing for that. Like, yeah. yo, don't panic. Exactly. If you panic. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's real, man. Yo, I really, really appreciate you coming on. It's an awesome conversation. I love what you're doing. I'm really excited to see what is next for you. Um, the Mix Down, April 21st. Mm-hmm. Follow The Mix Down. What's your IG? My IG is Prod by Marie. So P-R-O-D-B-Y-M-R-I-I. There we go, man. Follow. Yeah. If you're trying to get involved in the Toronto scene, see who's popping. Yeah. Give her, give yeah. her a show, I'm man. also, Follow. like, I also make alternative R&B music of my own. Right. So, like, you can check me out on all platforms at just, just Marie, M-R-I-I. So, yeah, listen to my music as you well. You got it. I didn't even know you had a separate page. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, yeah. That's your alter ego. Yeah, it is. Go. It really is. Do you perform as well? I do. Are you going to yeah. perform at the mix now? So, I have in the past at the first and second. And I've done a lot of shows up until today, just up until, not today, up until, like, last week. Yeah. But I'm taking a little break from performing just to, like, get back in the studio and work on my performance, work on my music. Dope. But, yeah, I've done I've done a lot of performances up until last Thursday. Okay. Yeah. New, new week, new you. Yes. There we literally. go. Yo, shout out to Marie. Shout out everyone doing their thing. Versatile Vigilante. Like, comment, subscribe, all that. Let's get it, man. 2023. Shout out Brampton, too. For real. Let's go.